Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Hannah Jones, wife, daughter, journalist and professional fatty. Someone who's been overweight her entire life and has just had weight loss surgery. You're listening to my new podcast, Heavy, a place for my big and thin friends to tell their stories about incredible weight loss or how they finally found their happy, whatever size that is. And I'll also get to talk to some of the experts who helped them get there. So come on in, grab whatever you want to eat or drink, wear elasticated trousers if you want to. I promise, absolutely no judgments in my house. I was never bullied about my size, but guess I'm just one of the lucky ones. Businesswoman Natasha Bray was, and was even hit on years later by the people who made her life a living hell in school. Cruel irony or what? We talk bullies, infertility, the dangers of over-exercising and how she's taken every knock she's ever had to help others live a naturally guilt-free life. I want to know, first of all, right, what is a nutritional and transformation coach? Because that's what you describe yourself as on your website, isn't it? yeah. So, yeah, I describe myself as a nutrition and transformation coach, specifically for women, because I like to help women, um, because it's something I've experienced myself. Because you is one. Yeah. You is yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, and I connect a lot more to women. I've been through a lot in my life, um, personally, and the sort of background I've got professionally as well, I feel I can help women specifically. Um, so what I look at is... Um, a complete approach to transformation because I believe that weight loss is not just changing your nutrition and exercising because women in particular have a lot of issues around emotional eating, um, beliefs that they're not good enough. Oh yeah, emotional eating is a big thing isn't it? Me happy, I'll have some fruit and nut. <laughs> Sad, I'll have even more fruit yeah. and nut. Yeah. You kind of uh, self-medicate, don't you, with, uh, with, with carbs or chocolate or, or whatever it is. So you think that's, yeah. that, that's almost central to some people's issues? I think it is key to most women's issues with food. Uh, food has become something that is a comfort. Um, I've done a lot of work in the past with drug and alcohol addiction, but the centre of that is drug and alcohol is used as a coping mechanism. And it's exactly the same with food, except food is socially acceptable. So ah, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more easily accessible. People don't... Um, have their children taken off them if they're overeating food instead of taking drugs, for example, you know? So there's a lot more social acceptance around using food as a coping mechanism, and I think that is where a lot of women with weight issues, I think that's where it stems from. So looking at you now, so what, you're probably yeah. a size 10, top end, low end, I don't know, what are you, um, 8? No, I am about a 10 to 12 okay. at the moment. 12 on a bad day. Both. Oh, yeah, well, you're at the yeah. top. About an 8 to 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you weren't always a size 10. So, let's go back no, to the no, beginning no. then. Because no. I, okay. I know that you had some, <laughs> some issues when, when, when you were a teenager. Yeah. And also then in, in your later life as well. But let, let's start there. 
When did you first realise you had a weight problem or an emotional eater's problem? Okay, so my weight problems began when I was 10 years old. Um, I was bullied all through secondary school for being overweight. And were you that overweight though? I was a size 16, so for a 10-year-old, well, between the ages of 10 and 15, that's the size I was, that is technically overweight. I was the biggest person yeah, in yeah. the class, so I was the prime target, really, for bullying. What kind of form, form did that bullying take? What, what did people used to say or, or do to you? Because I've, I've always yeah. been big, and I can yeah. tell you I've never, ever been bullied, apart from once yeah. when a kid in school took my crisps, and I was yeah. a bit upset because they were my favourites. When Rome told Mam Jones, she went, I'll go to the school, sort that out, and it never happened again. And, and mm. I was way bigger than what yeah. you said, yeah. and it always surprises me when I hear stories about people that were being bullied, But because I can't stand it in any form. No, no, it, it's I'm a, totally it's a disgusting thing. But well. So to hear that the fact that you yeah. went through it is... It sounds like maybe Scotland, really. you had um, perhaps better coping mechanisms. I, there was other things going on in my life mm-hmm. as well. So I was bullied at school and I was bullied at home. So I had no escape, Apart from, what, in the cupboard? Yeah, yeah, and that's what food became my comfort then. So the type of things that would happen in school, obviously I get called names, I didn't have many friends. So it wasn't just the weight, you know, I wore glasses, I lived on the, a rough yeah. council estate, so anything they could find yeah. to focus on. If it's not fat, it'll be the fact that you've got glasses, yeah, it'll be yeah. that you're from a certain street or you don't wear certain daps and or I, whatever I, it is. My personality was very shy and quiet mm-hmm. as well, so you seem quite um Chopsy. confident I was gonna go with but <laughs> I, yeah but not to say you've necessarily always been that way but perhaps you came across stronger and was able to sort of um, yeah possibly I think that's probably it really push yeah. that away but you know many a time I would take my food in the toilets and eat in the toilets on oh, my own because, be nah. yeah, yeah yeah I know but they'd physically kick me and stuff as well if they could get me alone um, so, I think but, I've blocked out a lot of it as well, to be honest. Is that painful now when I kind of bring it up? Because I know you've no, talked no, no. about it on, on, on your, not on your at website. All. I you? actually really embrace the fact that I was bullied because I know I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't be the person I was today, able to help women with all the issues that they've got if I hadn't had these experiences myself. So for, for me, I know it sounds a bit of a cliche, that it made me stronger. No. But it made me determined yeah. that I was going to make something of my life and show them, you know, a big... Because the biggest <laughs> revenge is success. success. Yeah, and that became my motto when I was young and that probably got me through a lot of it, to be honest. So you're, you're an overweight teenager, yeah. unhappy at home, mm-hmm. unhappy in general, mm-hmm. quite shy. Things sounding a little bit shit, let's, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, a little bit shit. How did you get from that point to to maybe losing some weight, or, mm. or did you did you um, carry on having an, an, an unhealthy relationship with food and yourself for a number yeah, of years? Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, that was just the start of a really unhealthy relationship with food and myself. So I went completely the opposite way. Then anything I could do to lose weight, any way possible, even unhealthy ways. So we talk in laxatives. We talk in over exercising. Yeah. We're talking um, some sort what? of slimming drugs that somebody gave me. I don't even know what they were or if they were even legal. Do you know what I mean? This literally Didn't anything care. I could do to lose weight. And did you? Yeah, I got. I lost a lot of weight. Um, so much so that the bullies didn't even recognise me 
they would hit on me on a night out. <laughs> and I'd be like, do you know why? I used to be fat. Yeah. I'm Natasha from school. And they'd just be like, holy shit. You know yeah. Because I mean? they what fancied you. Yeah, they fancied me. And they would try it on with me on a night out. And I'd be like, do you even know uh, who yeah. I am? Like, not in a, that way. I mean, like, do you know who I am? I'm that girl that you bullied all the way through school. Like, why do you think I'd even be interested in you in the slightest? So that was, I suppose, is a bit of a confidence boost. But a kick up the arse confidence boost is backwards, isn't it? Yeah, I know, because I know. You're yes. kind of thinking, here I am, thin, but I'm still unhealthy and I'm still possibly got an unhealthy relationship with myself. Well, and you're starting to find me. I didn't really think I had an unhealthy relationship ah. with myself. I was still really shy, so I used to drink a lot of alcohol when I went out to give me confidence because, you know, it's hard to replace all those years of not having any confidence mm. just by losing weight. Yeah, I used to, for example, drink a lot when I went out and things just to give me confidence boost. Even though I'd lost weight, I didn't realise at the time how bad my relationship with food and myself was. So it's only on reflection you know, of years of inner work and training and all the sort of... I've got a degree in psychology. I've got... I'm a qualified social worker. I've worked with lots and lots of cases of people with addictions, especially. And I could always relate their drug addiction to my food addiction because I was still addicted to food and sugar. But I used to over-exercise or purge out with laxatives oh so did you restrict and did you binge yeah restricting and binging so sometimes I would eat like a half what I would call a half meal I'd eat half a sandwich or Mm. sometimes I used to eat a very small cold tin of beans I honestly I don't know what I was doing back then but it was helping me lose weight whatever it was that's all you cared about yeah that's all I did care about at the time and this massive unhealthy sort of relationship with food I couldn't reflect on now and see how damaging it was and I actually got down to a size six did you still think you were fat though a size six it's, it's a weird thing because I used to try on clothes from the shops that were a size six and just be like I just think oh they must have really big sizes in this shop <laughs> it's like I genuinely didn't think I was actually size six and I wouldn't say I looked like skeletal or anything I was size six on top and an eight on the bottom right I looked healthy because I had muscle tone because I was You were working out all the time, were you? Yeah, I was doing a lot of exercise. So more towards the time I was a size six, I was doing CrossFit every morning and high-intensity boxing classes in the evening. So that's a couple of hours a day on very little calories a day. Not intentionally, but I was restricting my food at that point in my life. And if I, if I wanted a treat, I would take laxatives before eating the treat so that I could purge it straight from my body essentially do you used to make yourself sick no I I've no, I've no, never I could done never that. do it and that's the thing I didn't even realize I had bulimia but bulimia is not just making yourself sick it's laxative so you, well. you think you were bulimic I, are you, are you yeah. still believing no, do you, do you, no, do you kind of lose that over time do you you like, um, like in my I've lost three and a half stone now yeah wow, that's and amazing. I for the first time ever I bought a size 20 clothes the other day and I'm still not convinced that they fit me even though they're kind of hanging off me now because in my mind I'm like yeah. well 26 still does fit even mm. though it's like it looks like a sack of shit on me, to be honest. But you know, I, I, in my mind, I'm, mind I'm, well. I'm still that. Yeah. How long did you take to lose that? Amount? It hasn't been three months yet. Yeah. So it's a, a big weight loss in a short space of time. Yeah. Sort of it is. 
you do if you've been overweight for a long period of time it's hard to think of yourself as any different well 47 years yeah That's I've never been time. anything mm. other than fat like when mm. you said that you got um, you had a weight problem from about 10 mm. I from day one yeah I had a weight yeah. problem I was always big or and it was always that oh never mind you lose your puppy fat when you're older bloody yeah. liars yeah. it doesn't happen you know and it, it becomes a thing then doesn't it mm. How, how did you then um, get a healthy relationship with yourself? I mean, there you are, a size six. You've mm. got it going on. The bullies are going. Uh, the bullies are going. Hiya, hiya. <laughs> do you want to go out with me or whatever? Do you want to come down yeah. the chip shop for me for a bap? Um, how did you get to that point where you think, hang on, no, something is awry. I might be yeah. looking all that, but yeah. really, my head is completely fucked up. It was when I started trying for a baby with my then partner. And for a year, I didn't get pregnant. And I was back for the doctors with... Um, my hair was falling out, like, quite alarmingly. My periods weren't... They weren't regular. They, was, they were barely there, to be honest. But they, what I hadn't realised was taking the pill, it masked... It given me a fake period, essentially. It masked the fact mm. that my periods and my body wasn't working properly in that way anymore. Um, I was having heart palpitations. Like, I was starting to feel really... In a bad way, then? ...weak. But on the outside, I'm this girl who goes to the gym a lot. I'm yeah. super fit and healthy. No one actually really understood, not even myself, that I had a problem back then. That's what I mean. It's on reflection, I can see now. I was damaging myself, like, quite significantly. How does that stop, though? How does that stop when you become healthy? Because it doesn't happen overnight, does it? You don't no, wake up in the morning no, and think, no. do you know what? It's a Thursday. I am now going to be fine. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. Well, for me, I slipped two discs in my back. What, exercising? Yeah, lifting oh, weights. cruel irony. Yeah, I know, I know. And it was like, although it devastated me, it forced me to stop exercising as much. I still tried. Mm. I even still tried exercising with two slipped discs. Dear God. Yeah, because I was addicted to exercise. But it forced me to slow down, at least. I rehabilitated the injury back to the point where I was weightlifting again with, uh, under proper guidance. Um, but I felt like exercise was like a massive part of my identity. And when I think back, it was my coping mechanism. And then that was taken away from me, yeah. essentially. So I still carried on as much as I could. It was a bit of a wake-up call. And I think it was meant to happen. You know, they say a blessing in disguise. And that was yours? Yeah. Did you start reading up on nutrition? Yeah, or did I started you... I started looking into adrenal fatigue. I don't know if you've heard of this. No, no. It's, it's like what you'd call burnout, essentially. And a lot of the symptoms I was going to the doctors with were linked to adrenal fatigue. Um, they actually told me that they thought I had anxiety and depression. But there was too many other symptoms that were not linked to anxiety and depression. So I went and researched myself, read about adrenal fatigue, a lot of it made sense. And I just started healing it naturally, taking all the steps that I found around healing it naturally, and it worked. That was the start of my business as well, actually, because I started making foods for myself that were dairy, gluten and sugar-free. Because you're all those things, are you? Yeah. Well, not as much now, but I was very strict so with myself back then. Gluten intolerant, dairy intolerant, and what was the sugar other one? Free. And sugar oh. I'm not intolerant at the moment. No, I'm dairy intolerant. Right. But the sort of diet I was following 
I don't know if you've heard of paleo. Yes. So yeah. it's not. It's where you just eat natural foods and not not processed foods. So everything you eat is naturally dairy, gluten, and sugar free because it's just natural sort of meats, fishes, veg, fruit, anything that roams or grows. That's what roams or grows. Yeah, roams or grows. So nothing in a tin or processed or anything like that. But gluten-free was quite big then, and it was starting to come out into the shops, but no one had ever heard of dairy-free. But dairy intolerances and allergies are really, really common, not just with adults, but it's very, very common in babies as well. And my son has actually got dairy intolerance. Hang on. So from... Well. Hang on a minute oh, yeah, now. Yeah, Hold yeah, on, sorry. you've got a baby now all of a sudden. When did this come yeah, in? Yeah, I know. Sorry, I skipped you, a, bit, oh, a big yeah, chunk. Yeah, if we were on Message of Life now, Eamon Andrews would be halting yeah, this and going, right, I know, I on. dropped the bombshell too early then. You see, you are, so you weren't mm. infertile. So once you started fixing yourself, right, you so managed to... I, I love this term, fall yeah. pregnant. Yeah, I actually really? went to have fertility um, investigations as well because, you know, for a year... I hadn't fallen pregnant. I was a bit worried. And um, they thought I might have had polycystic ovaries, actually, from the scan. But the blood test showed that I didn't have it. So it was unexplained infertility. But I think deep down I knew the reason you why. I just was. didn't want to admit it to myself. Mm-hmm. No doctors knew about my eating. Like I said, on the outside, it just looked like a healthy person, you know? Yeah. So yeah. no one suspected anything was wrong, really. I used to weigh myself like 10, 20 times a day. <laughs> Honestly, it was horrendous. <laughs> I know. But what did you think when you looked in the mirror? Did you, did you feel all right? Did you feel yeah. attracted? Did you I feel, did feel I did feel all right, but there was still always something I would criticise. Like what? Well, I'd think my belly was still fat mm-hmm. or that I needed to lose weight off my legs. Or, do you know what I mean? So that even though I was a size six... And now I look back and think, why the hell did yeah. I think I was what fat? What's wrong with me? Why did <laughs> yeah, I say that? but it's yeah. the mind. The mind is more powerful, I think, yeah. than anything. It's all to do with the mind. I always think of myself as having a leak in my mind, mm. which which kind of disallows me from thinking, actually, you know, you're all right. Yeah. You're fine. You're, you're enough. Yeah, that's the you main never thing. Because you never feel you're, this you're not quite enough. that you are enough. And that's where I come to learn and realise, this belief that you are enough underpins everything to do with weight and food issues so you became a mother um because in effect i guess you started to heal yourself yeah i, start... I sound like oprah winfrey yeah, saying that yeah. didn't i natasha you started to heal yourself i you? did what definitely. year was that so after i slipped the disc in my back that was 2014 that's when my business started as well i i had about a year of exercising at a lower intensity starting to heal my body learning about nutrition reducing stress was key for me and I realized then that um obviously my weight changed I I became more maybe slightly um slimmer than what I am now but more of an eight to ten and I met a new partner and obviously believing I was infertile within six weeks I was pregnant oh (laughs) okay so very sudden and unexpected um but also very welcome uh, you know like Wonderful. it was a, a one, it was a nice surprise but also you know a little bit like holy crap I've only been with this guy for six weeks so yeah it was very sudden and unexpected but you know the best thing that could have happened for me really and I think becoming a mum actually really sort of was one of the final pieces of the puzzle 
so you, there you are then you're you're healthier you're a size 10 um yeah. you're a mother finally your dream has come true how did guilt-free health come about was it a dream and a white feather i read <laughs> i could, what, what does that I mean know. a white feather yeah what so i'm there? quite i was on a bit of a spiritual journey around you know this time that i was experiencing fertility problems and everything i was going through and i had a dream about making peanut butter as I used do. to do, <laughs> but I used to. I did sell uh, nut butters originally when I started the business. Who buys a nut butter, and where do you sell that to? <laughs> what's um, a what's a bloody nut butter? Nut butter. So, well, I've eaten peanut butter before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the smell of it. I've got to be honest. You can have almonds butter, cashew oh, no, butter. It's no. really popular. No now. bloody muck, especially <laughs> in the sort of like um, you know fitness health. Um, people who are very into the gym and stuff. Nut butter is a bit of a luxury. Have you got a <laughs> like, um, you know, like a vat and stuff. No, you use a, like a high-powered blender to. Oh, fine. To make it, yeah. So I had this dream that I was making peanut butter, and I had been thinking about setting up a business. And then I found a feather in my car, a white feather. And I don't know if you know by this, but a white feather is supposed to be a sign of um, a duck's loose. <laughs> In your car, no. No, no, no. It's supposed to be a sign uh, from an angel. Right, so, so, right. Hold on now. Yeah. So was the white feather in your dream or actually in the car it, after it actually you had the dream? in my car after I had the dream. There was no way it could have got in the car, so I just took it as this sign. An but... angel had shoved it in there and it said to you, <laughs> you want to start a business, uh, love. Yeah? Well, I, I took it as a sign that the dream I had was something that I was meant to follow. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. By making butter? By making peanut butter and lots of other things. So are you a really good cook? It's quite funny, actually, because people in my family cannot believe that I had to cook in business because <laughs> I was a terrible, terrible cook. But um, I just had the knack of creating healthy goodies that taste like unhealthy goodies. Oh, so, golden. Yeah, yeah. And if I had to bake a normal cake, I wouldn't have a clue what to do. But if took, I had to bake... all the fun stuff out, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And it does still taste fun as well. That's something that I wanted to be able to bring to my products to show people that healthy eating doesn't have to be boring or tasteless. What, what kind of products do you still make? So, um, I've got like a huge range of products now, about 50 different products. And do you um, make them all yourself? I... I do still get involved with it, but I have got other people who work with me now on the cooking side because I've got so much else I'm doing within the business now. Um, so it's lots of alternatives to things you might buy in the shops, like Mars bars. Chicken Kiev. No, not chicken oh, Kiev. No. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Right, <laughs> no, Chips. treats. Treats. Oh, hold like on sweet okay. stuff. All right. Um, Chewettes. Not quite. Um, <laughs> Snickers uh, bars? Do you like Snickers? Ooh, Mars nut, nuts bars? again. No, nuts. Oh, yeah, brownies. Pretty much nuts and everything. Yeah, I did brownies at one point as well. I do raw brownies now. Bread? What? Oh, no, what? no, 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 not raw, bread. What's a raw brownie? <laughs> it just means everything is not baked. So you just blend loads of nut seeds, dates, superfoods like cacao powder and things like that together until you come up with a tasty treat. Do you taste test everything on your like your family or your friends or whatever? How, how does that work when you make something? Um, like, say you're doing um, unbaked cheesecake. I guess yeah, that's such yeah, a thing, yeah, isn't it? it okay. is, definitely. How, how, do you, how do you give that to someone and just go, hmm, any good? Well, rubbish, or? how it actually started was I was already making these things for myself and friends and family were trying them and they just could not believe they were healthy. And so I suppose that's where... 
I, I saw I saw a niche in the market essentially, and I don't, don't really think I expected much from it. I was studying to be a social worker then. I just literally started selling little bits to the people in the gym that I went to, and it grew from there massively. Like I've got I've had thousands and thousands of customers over the last four years, um, and I've got about sixteen thousand followers on my page on Facebook for the food side of things. What's the food side of it called? Is that also called guilt-free health? Um, naturally guilt-free. Naturally guilt-free. Yeah. So people can buy, uh, what, it's basically treats then. Yeah, so it's not just for people who want to be healthy, it's for people who have got things like dairy allergy, gluten allergy, IBS, so health conditions that mean that they're restricted, they can't always have something nice from the shops when the rest of the family might be, for example. And especially times like Christmas and birthdays, when you might want to celebrate. You know, food is is something that's used in celebrations. You know, everything centres around food, of course. I find. Um, so it's nice just to, for them to be able to have something that feels like a treat that doesn't damage their health at the same time. What's your biggest seller? Um... Probably millionaire slices and Snickers bars. They're really popular. Are they? How much do they go for? And do you buy? Do you, can you buy one at a time, or have you got to buy them in bulk? Well, party pack. Because of the postage, you're obviously better off buying <laughs> yeah. in bulk. But I do a subscription box now as well, which has been really popular. There's about eighty subscribers to that at the moment. What's in a box, and how long does that last for? Well, because everything's raw. I, I moved away from baked products. I used to do baked. Um, but everything's raw, so it lasts at least four weeks. It's just it's just nuts and seeds and things blended together with dates. So nothing's baked, it's got a long shelf life. Um, yeah, so every month now I just do this little subscription box full of things like raw fudge, um, treats, slices, millionaire slices, Snickers slices, um, coconut bars, like anything you can think of really, just a treat. And do you want to get those in the shops eventually? I did at one point, but that's just the like small side of my business now in comparison to the rest of it. So I quite like the size of that food part of it, and I can get other people to help with that now to keep it going. But my focus is actually elsewhere, like growing it elsewhere. When you say growing it elsewhere, do you mean the other side of your business, which is about helping women feel better about themselves? It's back yeah. to that... Yeah. transformation part of your, your title yeah. nutritional and transformation yeah, yeah, coach it so it's transformation is. so we're obviously all into links what I found was more and more women were coming to me for advice on nutrition in general because I had this sort of health food business and I developed a natural detox which again was dairy gluten sugar free you know all the, the, the standard stuff so that anyone can have this detox regardless of what their health conditions might be and I put together a plan for transformation based around body and mind principles, the ones I used myself, essentially. Everything's based on what you went through, what you experienced. and yeah. When you had your, your, your two slip discs then, yeah. what you kind of concluded from that point lying on your back? Yeah, so really, really I just <laughs> didn't want other women to go through like the years and years of abuse I put my body through in the pursuit of weight loss. Do you think and the damage I caused to myself? Do you think though that you can still be healthy if you're overweight? We'll see there's a pause um, there. Well, I think everyone has a different definition of what overweight is. 
you know, what is normal for one person is not normal for another. Well, because let's be honest, when you were a size six, you still thought you were overweight, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. It didn't matter to me. It didn't matter really what size I was. It was how I felt about myself. And if a person is happy and confident at whatever size they are, then that is more healthy than being a size six and hating your I body. I totally agree. Isn't it? I totally agree. Yeah. Because yeah. so, one size, like t-shirts, let's be honest, doesn't fit all. Yeah, exactly, it? exactly. So, if, so if, if if I came to you saying, "Hi, Natasha, <laughs> um, I'm 17 stone three, was 20 stone seven, by the way." Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm 17 stone three. I've got an unhealthy relationship with food. I can't stand nuts or seeds, um, <laughs> but I really want to feel better about myself. Yeah, you 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 can help me. You can do a program tailored. To me, yeah, can you? I've got various programs, and my signature program is a 25 day program. Transform 25. Yeah, that's right. You've been doing your research. I have. Tell me about that. <laughs> what's, what's it about? Um, it's all about um, it's like a holistic approach to weight loss, really. I try not to use weight loss too much in my services now because for me, it's all about transformation, and that doesn't just mean weight loss, it's improving your health, it's Im- improving your mindset as well. And it's based around 10 principles um so exercise and nutrition is in there somewhere but also there's things like working on your self-love which is that belief that you are enough working on positivity things like hydration some key elements of nutrition are in there uh, but it's lots of things intertwined and what they do is they come up with their own plan from my principles i removed all sense of failure from the plan because i found Women have got this thing about perfectionism. They do. If they can't they do. do it 100%, they give up completely and end up in a worse mm. point than when they first started. And when I first wrote this plan, I was in a totally different place to where I am now. And I was very controlling with my food. It worked, but it was prescriptive. And I didn't want it to be like that anymore. After I had my baby, I had a horrendous birth, as a lot of women probably experience. But I was actually um, left with lifelong injuries that mean I can't exercise. So, like, not even what I was doing when I had this. I can't do it anymore. Or I Nothing? Cause, no. Okay. I can do walking and very light weights. I mean, like, two pound weights. I didn't stop when I had the slip discs, but I had to stop. You had to. Now. And I started really reevaluating the way my services were coming across and the whole perfectionism thing was something I suffered with and I realised that I needed to remove that from anything because it wasn't me, it wasn't what I wanted to promote and it's been so much more successful since I changed it. I added the the whole self-love element to it as well. Now that is naughty, is it? Mm-hmm. Self-love, it's not naughty. No, no. <laughs> Please tell no, me it's what not, that's about. It's not rude at all, no. It, you mentioned it earlier with that what you said about believing you are enough. Your view about yourself affects everything in your life. Your relationship with food, your relationships, your sort of confidence, your career. It, it literally affects everything, how you are with money. So if you're in debt, you, you, it's, more, it's quite likely you've got some issues around believing you're enough without having to spend all this money. It's so interconnected with every area of your life, especially relationship with food and issues with weight. What, so you've got these 10 principles and yeah. you tell everyone, okay, here's your 10 principles, yeah. you need to go away now and so I make them, your own fr- from that. Is, is I, that right? It's very clear. They get some videos 
some like a coaching style workbook to help them work through some of the psychological stuff that might be holding them back. So this is my what you'd call a one size fits all, but it does fit all because they make their own. They they write what they're going to commit to out of the principles. Because even if you followed that plan fifty percent, you'd still get results. And that's why I needed to stop them and thinking that they needed to follow it hundred percent and then giving up. You're more likely to get results if you actually just make those little healthy changes and continue with them than if you just think it's too hard and don't do anything at all. I remember once losing lots of weight, right, going on the train journey to London mm. for a holiday and um, thinking, this is my holiday now. Uh, so I said to my husband, go up the buffet car, get me some egg sandwiches, two packs of crisps, see if they've got a bacon bath. Oh. Because I just knew this was going to be like, this is my break. Yeah. And because I did that, mm. I sat down and I enjoyed every bloody mouthful. I thought, you absolute failure. Yeah. So instead of thinking at that point, right, okay, yeah. that is just one glitch on the road. This is what people do normally. Yeah. I didn't. I just spiraled out of control because yeah. I thought, it's really you, fa- you, you failed. You failed. Yeah. So you might as well just fail big style yeah. then, you lump of lard. Which is what I thought at the time, you know. Hopefully my... I have a different set of principles myself now, so hopefully yeah. I wouldn't think like that yeah. or at least put it into perspective. Lots of women do feel exactly the same and they always go through that. It's like a period of doing really well and it's a little bit like what we would call self-sabotage then. They don't believe they deserve to be slim or attractive. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously that's underlying a lot of the self-sabotage behaviours. Um, and it's that perfectionism again. And if you can just understand you don't need to do something perfectly to still be successful and to still lose weight. So what I say to my clients now is, I say following something 80% is better than following it 100%. Because if you try and follow 100%, no one can be perfect all the time. And how do you stay balanced now? How do you stay on the straight and narrow? Very narrow in your case, but don't mind me bloody saying (laughs) Um, now I just don't beat myself up if I want if I want red wine I'll have red wine I'm a single mum you know I do the best I can I try and be a bit organised when I can be but sometimes life gets in the way the sleepless nights sometimes with a baby do you know what I mean so I think it's more about accepting I'm not perfect no one can be perfect and perfect doesn't exist but you are enough yeah, but I'm an F. I've done a lot of work on self-love, especially since, obviously, having my little one. And that really helped me through the postnatal depression I was going through. Do you say mantras to yourself or anything? When, when you say self-love, what, yeah. what, what, what is your, what, what's your technique? So, Can you share one technique with us yeah, before yeah. we go? Literally, just stick a post-it note on your mirror, your bathroom mirror where you see it every day, that says, I am an F. And every time you see it, you're repeating that to yourself. Not I'm enough, oh shit, you forgot to do the toilet. (laughs) Or like, do the floor. Just I am enough. enough. No caveats, I am enough. I am enough. And every day, when I wake up, I write three things that I'm grateful for. What do you write this morning? Well, one thing I write every day is my son. Oh yeah, what's he he called? Jensen. Lovely. Yeah, he's, he's just, he's absolutely amazing. He's so intelligent for his age as well. He's 19 months now, so... Um, if it's sunny, I absolutely love the sunshine. It instantly puts you in a better mood. Jensen, sun, sunshine. And... and the opportunities I have in my business, because I absolutely love what I do. I love getting to uh, to help other women through something that 
affected me more than it needed to. Like if I just had the right guidance or the right support, I don't think I would have ended up with as many problems <laughs> as I did. So um, I run regular free challenges around self-love. I'm so passionate about, I think it's key really to transforming women completely. And I run regular free challenges around it just to help boost women's self-love. I did one in January and one woman didn't even hear from her during the challenge at all. Didn't know she'd even taken part. I think it was like four weeks later, she, t- she sent me a message. She lost 10 pounds just from working on self-love. She's messaged me again since she's lost 20 pounds now. So it's Amazing. like a continuous journey that she's been on, all triggered by improving her self-love. So you can say affirmations every day. I, do, I write affirmations every day as well, which one of them is I am enough, obviously. I am enough, <laughs> yeah. And if people want to find out about you, your self-love and all your peanut butter, <laughs> how, how do they do it? Um, you can just go on my website, which, which is, is com, or I'm on Facebook as well. So my Facebook page is Guilt Free Health with Natasha. Thank you. Thank you.